Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. On April 15, 1952, a man was born who would quickly find himself unemployed and spending all of his time in a hospital with a sick family member. It was there that a nun, innocently enough, offered this down-on-his-luck man a job at the hospital as an orderly. What she couldn't have known, what he didn't even know at the time, was that she just offered a job to a future angel of death. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Donald Harvey was born on April 15, 1952, in Butler County, Ohio. He was a clean-cut kid, but was later described as a loner and a teacher's pet. When he was in ninth grade, he dropped out of school, not because he had bad grades, but because he was bored with the daily routine of school. After working in a factory for a number of years, he got a call from his mother who asked him to move to London, Kentucky to take care of an ailing grandfather who was in the hospital. He spent so much time there that he became a familiar face to the officials, especially the nuns one of which offered him a job as an orderly when he was just 18 years old. It didn't seem to matter to her that he didn't have a diploma, and since he was unemployed at the moment, he agreed and started working that next day. Part of his duties were to change bedpans, insert catheters, and pass out medications, meaning he spent a great deal of time alone with these patients. His first few weeks seemed to go off without a hitch, but... It wasn't long before patients started dying on Donald's watch. 
He later described the first murder as a stroke victim who had rubbed feces on his face and when Donald went to help him clean it, he tried to rub it on his face as well. Donald said he became angry, lost his temper, and smothered the man. After he was done, he cleaned up the patient, hopped in the shower to clean himself, and then notified the nurses. Three weeks later, he disconnected the oxygen tank of an elderly woman and the rest snowballed from there. He claimed to have, over the course of his crimes, killed 87 of his patients. He also claimed that most of his victims were in pain and that these killings were simply the acts of an angel of death, wanting to end their suffering. But his first kill would make that difficult for criminal psychologists to believe. To this day, they have a hard time finding a way to explain what made him snap and take the lives of the ill people in his care. And like most angels of death, the murders went unnoticed for a time due to the poor health of his victims. He used arsenic, cyanide, insulin, suffocation, morphine, turning off their ventilators, administering fluid tainted with hepatitis B or HIV, or inserted a coat hanger into their catheters. And as he moved to different hospitals for different jobs, he simply changed his hunting ground. Most of his victims came from the Marymount Hospital in Kentucky that gave him his first job, and the others were at the Cincinnati VA Medical Hospital and the Cincinnati Drake Memorial Hospital. Oh, and if you're starting to think that maybe, just maybe, he really was a good guy who ended the pain of those suffering, he also killed his suspected lover, Carl Holler, whom he thought was cheating on him, two of his neighbors, and Carl's father, Henry. He poisoned all four of them by putting things like arsenic and hepatitis serum in their food. It wasn't until the autopsy of John Powell, who died in March of 1987, that there was even an inkling that there was something amiss with this orderly. When they finished the autopsy, they determined that he died from a large amount of cyanide. Investigators began looking into the criminal records of all of the hospital employees, and when they looked into Donald Harvey, they found that he lost his job at the Cincinnati VA hospital after they found that he was stealing body parts for occult rituals. He became their main person of interest, and when he was brought in for questioning, he confessed to John Powell's murder, but left it at that. When an anchor from WCPO-TV in Cincinnati, Pat Menarson, heard about Donald Harvey and John Powell's death, he decided to look into it a little more. He had a hard time believing that this was a one-off murder. He began unraveling Donald Harvey's long list of victims. It wasn't long before the police were coming to him for help making sure Donald Harvey was put in prison for more than just one murder. Donald's lawyers, in a bid to save his life, offered him a deal. That the death penalty would be taken off the table, but he had to confess to all of the murders. Everyone agreed, and Donald gave the names of 24 victims, all of which he pled guilty to in August of 1987. He was sentenced to three concurrent life terms in prison. This plea agreement allowed prosecutors to seek the death penalty if any other murders came to light. So, Donald admitted to nine murders in Kentucky and was given 20 more years. He was brought to the Toledo Correctional Institution on October 26, 1987, and on March 30, 2017, he was found beaten to death in his cell. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on April 16th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. 
If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.